And I said, well, what do you mean about that? Tell me more. Like, because I was thinking, I thought of myself as a person who really made decisions. And um, he said, most people are like, like they're half in, half out. Like they're not all the way in. And he said, when I make a decision, I take, he's from, um, he's British. So he's from London. And he's like, I take the critique. And then he says, once I get that critique, I make a decision and I never look back. Meaning he never, ever, ever entertains another thought contrary to his decision. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We have a wonderful guest today that you guys are absolutely going to love, I'm sure. She's just a delight. I've been able to speak with her for just a little bit. So we, today we have Mia, and is it Hewitt? Yeah, Hewitt. You okay. got it right. <laughs> I was just making sure I had that right. Yeah. I forgot to ask you about your last name. So yeah. Mia Hewitt, and let me tell you a little bit about her. Mia has co-owned and operated several seven-figure businesses and is an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a world-class business coach. So Mia's helped the purpose-driven entrepreneurs who know they're meant for more. We really just demolish the fears um, and they just become a force to be reckoned with. Like this is like, and the reason it says it on the book and that's why mm -hmm. it says that, but um and that was exactly what one of my ideal clients said is mm -hmm. like, I just want to be a force to be reckoned with. And so she's actually like, she said it. And that's the reason for the title of the book. Um, awesome. She always felt like she was, you know, was struggling, but like myself always, when I used, before I understood all this, I always knew that I was meant for more, but mm -hmm. I couldn't quite figure out what I was missing. Oh, yeah, I like that. Well, yeah. first of all, welcome, Mia. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for being part of the show. No so, Mia, can you take us back to where mm. you were before all this happened? Because we know that you kind of started somewhere other than you, you know, you weren't mm. always in these seven-figure businesses and a, no. a best-selling author. So yeah. what were some of the things you struggled with along the, along the way? Sure. So, I'm going to, I'm going to actually take you back for like to the earliest memory, because um, I feel when I share this part, everything starts to make sense. And which is why I wrote this book um, to really help people who couldn't figure out the missing pieces, like to really put the pieces together. So the puzzle made sense. So when I was five years old, I was playing in my room and I remember hearing my father calling me and, you know, 
I always knew his voice, like when it sounded slightly different, like when he meant business, right? There was that mm-hmm. sound. And I remember feeling really anxious and nervous because of all the people in my house that I feared, my father was the one who scared me the most because I never knew what was going to set him off. So like it, he was the kind of person that could be super, super funny or really, really scary. So like, it was like one of those things where you you just had to walk around on eggshells sometimes feeling. So um, anyway, I remember him calling me um, and I was like nervous, like, why is he calling me? And he was like, I want us to go outside. And so I was like, okay, but why? And I was wondering why he didn't, why he wasn't calling my other sisters. Um, Why me? And so he's like, I just want to spend some time together. We're going to go outside. And at the time we lived on a farm. And I remember um, when we went outside, I remember him saying to me, you know, which one of these is your favorite chicken? And I was like, oh, like that's easy, right? Because it was always the one I called her uh, Henny Penny. It was really easy for me to point her out because I was like, oh, like she was my favorite chicken of all times, right? (laughs) And so he was like, okay, well then that's the one we're gonna kill today. And so inside of that, that experience, my mind in that moment, Nana, like went like totally spun out of control. I remember becoming really, really, really confused. Um, And I was like, I was trying to think of all the, what I could say, but I I couldn't come up with words. So I just froze. I, I completely froze. And then inside of me freezing, my mind goes blank. And then in that day, that moment, and that experience, my entire life forever changed. In that moment, what I learned that day of what I made that situation or experience mean is I made it mean people don't mean what they say. The world is not a safe place because before that moment, everything was safe. And now from that moment, it was no longer safe. I made it mean that um, you can't rely or trust anyone, not even your own father and not even God. Because I, I also felt like that um, somehow, like, you know, everything was just beautiful before that day. And after that day, it wasn't. So I, I almost feel like... Um, the whole existence like I got I got like betrayed <laughs> is what it felt like Awful. right what and so story. yeah and so inside inside of that like I vowed at that age that I would never let this happen to me again and so I built these walls up around me and I didn't let anyone in for years and years and um, even decades and so I like to share that because why am I telling you know this and I, you know what does this have anything to do with business? Everything. Everything. Like I, I what I love to say to to everyone. I want the world to know all the things that like when we feel like there's something missing. I want them to to understand that consider that we are all just wounded children walking around in adult bodies. And our prospects and customers are wounded children walking around in adult bodies. And you can see the correlation inside of like, because one of the most common reasons people fail in business, um, either inside of uh, even introducing themselves to other people, their ideas, their products or services, is they're fearful of the rejection or judgment that they might receive. Does that make sense? It's like so true. It's so yeah. true. I actually help business uh, 
women grow their business. And so you do find that that is kind of part of it, isn't it? It's like it's they're all of afraid it. of something. Yeah. It's, it's all there. Yeah. It's all, it's, all uh, it's every single person who's struggling. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's literally linked to their trauma. The mm -hmm. thing that what we didn't, you know, like why I'm wanting to expose this truth is because I spent years and years and years um, going to therapy, doing every personal development, like, you know, healing type of trauma, any kind of thing that I could find, put my hands on just to figure out what was wrong with me. Because I, I, you know, I'm 52. I didn't know this is when I uncovered this. Um, I think when I wrote the, the book, I was in my, like, I wrote my, the book in my forties. Um, so like for 30, you know, up into my thirties, like I didn't understand the connection. If you would have told me back then, oh, all the things you're struggling with, oh, that's attached to your original trauma, I would have been like, you're crazy. Like that, what trauma? Like I thought I didn't, even though that was very traumatic for me at five, I didn't go around my whole life thinking that I was carrying a trauma. Is that? Oh, yeah, you know most I mean? people don't. Right. Yeah. They yeah. forget actually yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. You just think that's just the way it is, right? Like it doesn't everybody do that. Doesn't everybody mm -hmm. have that trauma? Doesn't everybody feel this way? You know, I just thought like, like everybody feels this way. Right. But, and they, they for the most part, they really do. Although I've been very fortunate um, in my life to work with billionaires and these two in particular. And um, the fascinating thing is that where this really started to wake up in me is um, here I was, you know, built a multi-million dollar company, my first one. And I remember having this conversation with this billionaire named Martin Franklin and he, sh he sold his company. He used to own the Jardin Corporation. He sold it to Rubbermaid um, for like 14.3 billion. And I remember having this conversation with him and I remember saying like, you know, at the time, I think I had 15 employees um, and he had 36,000. And I remember thinking like, like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> I'm like I'm in fear. I'll, and that back then I did it through burnout. Like I did it through, I didn't do it the way in flow and ease and you know, what it is today's in my life on my second company. Cause I didn't know what I didn't know. And back then I was just doing it completely through burnout, completely just constantly in struggle and doubt. And I couldn't understand how I could be successful and still feel inadequate. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it just blew my mind because I grew up poor and I just kept thinking, oh, like once I reach a certain level of success, I'm good, right? Like I'm going to feel good. I'm going to be confident. And I never, I never arrived that way. I never felt, I never got to a place of feeling good enough that way from that, having that trauma still run. And I remember um, asking Martin Franklin, like, how do you do this? Like, how do you, you know, what do you do with this fear? Like, how do you manage 36,000 people? And I remember him saying, Mia, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have fear. And I was like, what? Wait, 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 what? I'm like, wait a minute, Martin. I've studied this my whole life. There is an amygdala in the back of your brain, you know, fight, flight, freeze. Like I know everything about it. I could tell you everything about the conscious mind, subconscious mind. And he said, Mia, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have fear. He said, the way that I see it, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to like help people understand him a little bit more because I've, I've, I've worked with so many now and for so long and understand this as an expert that I can explain what it is that they're doing. But basically he was saying, 
I don't have fear. He said, the way I see it is most people can't make a decision. And I said, well, what do you mean about that? Tell me more. Like, because I was thinking, I thought of myself as a person who really made decisions. And um, he said, most people are like, like they're half in, half out. Like they're not all the way in. And he said, when I make a decision, I take, he's from, um, he's British. So he's from London. And he's like, I take the critique. And then he says, once I get that critique, I make a decision and I never look back. Meaning he never, ever, ever entertains another thought contrary to his decision. Mm-hmm. That's, that's deep. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And then that's in that moment, you know, when he shared that with me so many years ago, I re- I saw myself completely different. Like I saw how everywhere I had, I had not really been all in. And then the walls of like how I had walled myself up and not trusted. I mean, I didn't trust anyone. And then I remember thinking like, I've never been all in on my marriage. Like I've not been all in on anything. I didn't, I wasn't all in on my business. I wasn't in on my staff. I wasn't in on, (laughs) I always had one foot out the door at every point. (laughs) So it, yeah, it was life-changing to start to see that piece. Although I didn't, I still didn't at that time associate it to my trauma. So this is, you know, I'm not an overnight success in this um, business. It took me six years to put the pieces together of what I can help somebody heal in as little as eight weeks. It, it's, I'm wow. not an overnight success. It takes me eight weeks to be able to help anyone um, unravel. And I like to say that it doesn't have to be like, um, trauma is in the eye of the beholder. So it's not, um, it's all subjective, right? It's all based on the individual. So why I say that is, it's, they don't have to have a trauma like mine. Um, so for instance, I had a guy come to me and um, he, it was so cute because he was like, I went to a hypnotist before I got on the call with you to make sure I could understand what my trauma is. I was like, oh, you don't need to do that. I can find the trauma in 10 minutes. Like it's, I can find traumas like this, right? It's so easy for me to get them. So anyway, he had the wrong one because most people don't understand, um, even therapists, um, people who've done this, do this work all the time, they don't understand how to actually find the original one they usually go to the one that's um like more around five or six years old but where we need we need the original one which usually happens around two three four or they'll go to the one that's like an eight or ten or in the teens but we need the original one mm-hmm. anyway because it that's how all the pieces come together but anyway um his particular one just to give a contrast is So, and what he was struggling with when he came to me is he would make money and lose it, make money and lose it. Like he could never keep it consistently building, um, right? That roller coaster ride that some people do. And Mm -hmm. so his trauma was when he was four years old, he came running in from preschool and he said, daddy, 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 look, I colored inside the lines. And he was like so over the moon excited. And then he was expecting his dad to like, just tell him how amazing he was and how great he was. And his dad looked at him, looked at the paper and said, wow, I guess it means you don't have much of an imagination. Whoa. So trauma doesn't have to look like 
Isn't mind. that interesting how, yeah. yeah and I, I will a hundred percent agree with you. I think in our early years yep. is where things get locked in and yeah. sometimes we forget them until we really mm-hmm. think about them. Totally. To them they, they will run right here in the background. Mm-hmm. That's why they're the biggest blind spot. That's the reason why we can't find them. Like, like I always say to people, they usually, my A players, I work with a lot of A players, like go-getters who um, are secretly struggling, but they don't know why. Um, and so I often say to them, you know, they, they're almost embarrassed to tell me that they're struggling because they're an A player. And I said, I really want you to consider like it's, you're not doing anything wrong. It is the biggest blind spot. You can't see it. It would be like a heart surgeon giving himself his own heart surgery. Like it's so close to who you are of what you do and the behaviors you, you, it's so hard to see from the outside. It's easy, right? Like I can, that's why I can easily pull them out of people because it's, it's, you know, it's so much easier when you're not in it. Right. Right. Um, But um, yeah, they'll, they'll, it'll be so close to you that you can't see it, but how we can find them that it's, they always show themselves. I always like to say this, um, it's like, consider that wherever you're having an emotional trigger, wherever anything is upsetting you, consider that that is the greatest gift because that on the other side of that lies the, the transformation you're looking for. It's gonna, your triggers will always lead back to the decisions you made during your original trauma. Ooh. That's really good. I'm Ooh. really excited to check this out. It sounds yeah. very interesting and uh, yeah, yeah, very cool. So Super cool. I have something that happened to me when I was a kid. So now I'm curious, yeah. <laughs> did I clear that? I feel like I have, I think yeah. I have, cause I feel like I'm moving, you know, I mean, life is good and my business is good. Things are going well, but um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. It'll always be, it'll be there in the sense of, it will show up inside of like, um, it, it will show up inside of not wanting to be seen or not be, like, like it's, and it will feel like a double-edged sword. Like the conscious mind, your conscious mind will feel like, I, I know I'm capable of doing this. Like, I know I'm meant for so much more, or I know I'm capable, but the subconscious emotional, it's, an, it's, it's unconscious, right? So it's mm-hmm. not conscious. The subconscious will will be like, oh, but like I swore I would never get like let that piece that part get hurt again. So it's like see me but don't see me, mm-hmm. see me but don't see me. And people will get caught. They'll feel caught between an unwinnable game mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. those two parts of themselves. And so that's where it'll show up the most. Like um, and any inside of that. And so we can see it, whether we're not playing big enough or we're holding back somewhere or something, and it'll come through a trigger. We can always see it in some type of trigger, you know? So it is, is it in emotion as well as like, cause we're talking about finances, but yeah, you know, do you, is it emotion wise too? Like somebody could be really emotional about something or oh, absolutely. upset about something. And kind of like you said, those things that upset you or frustrate you, those triggers are absolutely. leads back to that. Absolutely. So pretty interesting. I, I really am 
yeah. you know, interested in finding out more, but mm-hmm. I know you have more to share with us too, because, you know, like you have your book that you've created, you've been telling me about and, and these, you know, other businesses. Yes. So your, your book is meant for more, yep. which I absolutely love the title because aren't we all meant for more in life, you know? Yeah. So that's a beautiful title. And uh, yeah, just tell us more how, like if somebody wants to get a hold of you or learn about this technique, sure. how Absolutely. can they find you? And um, where, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you can email me directly because I'm always the one answering. My team doesn't answer my own emails. I do all the answering of my own emails um, because I really like to talk to people um, and who better than myself because I really, (laughs) for them to ask a question. So they can email me directly at Mia at MiaHewitt.com. So, and Hewitt is spelled H-E-W-E-T-T, not I-T-T. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times people can't find me because of that. So it's E-T-T. So H-E-W-E-T-T. So Mia at MiaHewitt.com is my email. And they can also go and get the free book. I'll give you the link. Um, The link is, and we'll say it here and but the link is they can get it for free if they download it at this link only. It's Mia meant for more book.com. So Mia meant for more book.com. And they need a password. And the password is just capital F, but free book. So all one word, okay. but capital F free book, right? So Mia okay. meant for more book.com and then free book with a capital F. And they can just download the book for free um, and be able to enjoy it and read it themselves because I I wrote the book um, because it's the book that I want I wish somebody had given me you know I'm 52 so the book I wish that somebody had given me in my early 20s like if I could do this all over again I would this is the book I would have wanted to know about on how it is that how does the world really work not what we've been told and then how do we as human beings, like how do, how do we really, what is this conscious mind and subconscious mind? And like, how do we get it all working in alignment and in order to achieve our dreams? So it's the book and I tell it in my story. I use, um, I use the name of Sue. I say it in the very beginning, but sometimes people skip the, the author's information. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I, I tell it in a story and use my story to show it. Because I feel that when people hear it in a story, they'll be able to relate where, and then I ask her questions. So it's, it's, I'm Sue, but I'm, I'm also Mia. So it's my higher, you know, what my younger self, you know, is saying and what my higher self would have coached her had I known the truth so far, you know, so many years ago. So it's a great, great it's a great read. to be yeah. able to do it that way. I love it. Yeah. And you're right. People learn so much better in stories. They remember so much more in stories, for sure. Yeah, so I wanted to do it in a different way so they could hear it because um, otherwise, you know, I know not everybody's had a chicken story like mine, right? But when I tell it in the the way that I tell it and the questions that Mia then asks her about it, it it will help them unfold their traumas for Mm -hmm. themselves, which is really the the goal of the book. Yeah. Beautiful. Well. Nia, I am so grateful to have you on the show today. This has been so enlightening and enjoyable to speak to you. So 
I look forward to checking out your stuff too online and your book. And thank you for giving it to my listeners for free. That's wonderful. I always love that. So appreciate it. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll have you back sometime. Maybe you'll have another book. Who knows? I know. Yes, I'm (laughs) sure there's another one coming right inside of it. Thank you so much, Donna. Thanks so much for having me and love what you're doing. Power to grow. Like love what you're doing for your audience. So great job. Yeah, I really appreciate that. that. And it's so much fun. I tell you, I have to pinch myself all the time because I get to like interview these really cool people and they just have these amazing stories. And I just, I'm in things that I'm so fascinated with that it's just so it's just so fun so thank you for making my job easy and just making it so enjoyable I really appreciate that absolutely thank you so much this is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.